We are now going to uh, turn our attention to anti-black racism against uh, African migrants, as well as what is happening with the International Commission of Inquiry on Systemic Racist Police Violence against people of African descent in the United States. Um, before welcoming our guests, just to share some recent background on immigration with the new President uh, Biden, despite despite the fact that as vice president, Joe Biden oversaw a huge spike in deportations. Indeed, among some, President Obama was known as deep uh, deporter in chief. Uh, but since taking office, President Joe Biden has taken action on defending immigrants in the United States. He's promised during his campaign to pause most deportations, well, but just for 100 days. However, on Tuesday, January 26, a federal judge, a recent Trump appointee in Texas, temporarily blocked the Biden administration's halt on deportations. U.S. District Judge uh, Drew Tipp issued a temporary restraining order sought by Texas, which uh, sued on Friday against a Department of Homeland Security memo that instructed immigration agencies to pause most deportations. Um, so uh, there you go. The moratorium had only been in place for five days. So other things that uh, Biden has done, um, he has uh, promised far-reaching changes to the U.S. immigration system, including a plan to provide legal status to an estimated 100 million undocumented immigrants. His proposals also include expanded refugee resettlement and more technology deployed to the border. Well, we will see what that means. He's also halted um, work on Trump's wall. Um, he is leaving uh, to Congress to hash out the mechanics of passing his immigration plan while he's moving ahead with a series of executive uh, orders. Among the orders in the works are one that restores asylum protections and another that creates a task force to reunify families separated at the border. Uh, to discuss this and specifically to discuss what's happening with immigrants of African descent across the nation of Mexico, thousands of African and African-descended immigrants from Nigeria, Cameroon, Ghana, Gabon, the Congo, Haiti, and elsewhere are stranded as they're being denied entry to the United States. I'd like now to welcome Nana Jumpy. Nana, welcome. Greetings. Always good to be on with you, Margaret. Yes, same here. Uh, Nana Jumphy, attorney, consultant, educator, activist, the executive director of Black Alliance for Just Immigration, known as BAJI, and the president of the National Conference of Black Lawyers. As a human and civil rights attorney and advocate for over two decades, attorney Jamfi, affectionately called the people's attorney by the community she serves, has consistently and zealously sought to address the social justice challenges affecting the community through legal advocacy and in the trenches involvement in community causes and activism. Nan is also a commissioner for the International Commission of Inquiry on Systemic Racist Police Violence Against People of African Descent in the United States. So there you go, um, Nana. Let's start with the situation of um, African uh, uh, migrants and immigrants. And uh, there's also a major event coming up that will focus on this particular issue on Thursday, January 28th. Nana Jamfi. Yes, pleased to talk about this topic. 
not talked about enough, but Margaret, we always can count on you to talk about black immigrants um, generally in terms of this country, but also what the work that has been done with regard to black immigrants coming through Mexico. And so we, Baji has put out a report with Umumi, which is in English, the Institute for Women in Migration based in Mexico, called There is a Target on Us. And we'll be doing a report briefing January 28th, this uh, Thursday, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to baji.org, B-A-J-I.org, to get more information and also to register for that um, briefing. As you know, Margaret, we have been working on this issue and in terms of Baji for years now. I and mean, I'm looking at resources that show Baji going into Mexico to talk about black migrants as far back as 2009. But more recently, in 2019, there was a surge in the number of black migrants, particularly migrants from the continent of Africa, that came up through South America, some coming from as far as Brazil, you know, going from the continent to Brazil, some um, Ecuador, and making the treacherous journey through jungle, you know, through uh, detention centers all the way up, um, being beaten, being robbed, and being raped, etc., but making that journey all the way to Mexico, only to then be detained at their largest detention center, Siglio 21, which, which translates into Century 21, um, where we learned that African migrants had formed an assembly and were engaging in protests there of their treatment. So that's what got Baji first re you know, reintroduced to what was happening with black migrants at the southern border of Mexico. We had already been doing work, as others had, in, at the northern border, at the Tijuana area, um, supporting black migrants there, both Caribbean um, and African, and um, assisting them with giving workshops and providing um, food and other necessities um, because, as you indicated, they were basically being trapped in Tijuana, not being allowed to come into the country or coming in, you know, four or five people per week when there were thousands of people that were trapped there. And then we learned about what was happening in the southern border and began to um, take trips to the southern border to assist those asylum seekers that were there, uh, both with, you know, tents so they could have places to stay because of the rampant discrimination. They couldn't find housing to assist with uh, the work that they were doing um, with other humanitarian organizations that are at the southern border, but also to provide them with some legal assistance, particularly in preparation for what they may need to deal with um, in the United States, and to see what we could do about their condition with respect to their detention, um, imprisonment, torture in some cases um, there uh, at the southern border. And so this work is, in terms of what we're talking about in this report, is really steeped in the many trips that our legal manager, Sian Gurmu, who really took on this work, um, young sister who's brilliant um, and, and hardy, fabulous, um, a great leader. The work that she did, she made over 10 trips before the pandemic started um, to southern Mexico, to Tapachula, 
to be of assistance to our siblings there. I've made some trips as well uh, as going as far into the Central America as Guatemala to understand what our people have been going through as they travel from South, you know, through Central America, from South America into Mexico. And it has just been, you know, harrowing, heartbreaking. But we really see, Margaret, just the resilience and the resistance uh, of our people in what is, uh, has been done and what is happening with African asylum seekers in particular, but black migrants generally as they go through Mexico trying to come to the United States. Right. And then in the United States, I'm looking at an, an article here that is just horrible uh, to read of, of African asylum seekers being shackled, beaten, uh, bullied. Um, one uh, Cameroonian singer who tripped and fell, uh, armed guards put him, pulled him across the tarmac, uh, sat on his back and put, put him in a sack and then dumped him on the plane. I mean, look, this is just just outrageous, and I, I encourage our listeners to dig a little deeper and do some research on this. But Nana, before you go, um, this is related, actually, because it has to do with the ongoing devaluation of, of black lives, which is what's happening with the anti-black um, uh, sentiment. Uh, against African immigrants, but also you are a commissioner on this International Commission of Inquiry on Systemic Racist Police Violence Against People of African Descent in the United States. And that is something that's ongoing uh, now that our listeners uh, hopefully will be able to um, be able to listen in. Tell us a bit about that, Nana. Right. So I'm not actually a commissioner, but I'm on the steering committee that created okay. the commission um, in my position as um, the president of NCBL. The commissioners are judges from all over um, the world, other than the United States, and well-represented is the Caribbean. You'll, you'll, you'll be glad to hear, Margaret, well-represented, um, as well as the continent um, and Europe, um, Asia. And these commissioners are hearing uh, from family members and attorneys in some of the cases that we know. So we've had, you know, the, the case of Breonna Taylor. We've had the case of George Floyd, Jacob Blake, um, the case of Botham Jean um, and others, and some folks that we may not be as familiar with but are no less compelling. It is, again, just powerful testimony, not just about what happened to these individuals but also about how it looks effect on the communities, the systemic nature of the impunity of the police, the collaboration, what one of the commissioners called the, uh, the solidarity of the wicked um, between police unions, the police and politicians that allow for their, us to have no accountability. And so folks can go to inquirycommission.org, inquirycommission.org. You can see hearings that have already happened. You can see the schedule for hearings that are coming up. I encourage folks to please, you know, watch live if you can, but if not, at least go back and um, look at the videos. They also have transcripts for each of the hearings that you can read. Very important in this time period. And I just want to end, you know, with this piece, sort of tying them together in terms of the present context. The changes that the Biden administration has made and have talked about, those changes actually benefit very few black people. 
very there's not that many black migrants that are benefiting 76 percent of black migrants are deported on criminal grounds and if you look margaret at the executive orders and these policies they all require you to pass a background check in order for you to benefit they uh, definitely continue the families not felons that the obama administration was engaged in they definitely continue the good immigrant bad immigrant um, narrative that we've seen be so devastating to our communities before. So, you know, it, it's not quite the end of the whiz where we're climbing out of the outfit singing, can you see a brand new day? Um, the witch is still living and the, the flying monkeys are still around. And we see that even in the racial equity uh, uh, EOs and policies that have come up, that when it comes to the issues that are really impacting black people, the violence to our communities, the separation of our families, the issues of poverty, the issues of inequality with respect to access, that the tip of the iceberg has not even been touched. And I think it behooves all of us, as, while we're excited about um, Trump being out of office, to not lose sight of the vision of the world that we want to live in and to recognize that, you know, the Biden administration has not offered us yet uh, what was worth all of the effort put into to put the administration into office. We've got to hold them accountable and not, lose, you know, take our eyes off the prize. Okay, well, Nana Jumphy, and again, um, correcting, Nana is a steering uh, committee member for the International Commission of Inquiry and Systemic Racist Police Violence Against People of African Descent in the United States. And she's also president of the National Conference of Black Lawyers and a faculty member of its Law Enforcement Accountability uh, Project, in addition to being executive director of Black Alliance for Just Immigration, in addition to being a mom and a community activist. Nana Jumphy, <laughs> um, a lot you're carrying there. Thank you so much for joining us and you stay well and safe now thank you you too margaret you know i'm just trying to be like you margaret thank you so much <laughs> all righty